This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. Well, I want to talk to you a little bit about fasting this morning. Not feasting, but fasting. Amen. Amen. And uh, we, I, how many people know about feasting in here? Everybody, anybody ever been to a good buffet? Amen. You, you don't, you know, the Apostle Paul talks about buffeting his body. What does that mean to buffet your body? That means that you don't want your body to control you. Right. Amen. You, you put your, 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 your body down. In other words, you don't beat your body. You know, back in the old days, I think they, they thought buffeting was taking a whip and striking your body because they, they thought your body was evil. You know, your body's not evil. Amen. But buffeting your body is abstaining from all the desires that you want at times. Hello. Amen. Can I get it? Well, thank you for that. Amen. Thank you for that, amen. Nobody likes to talk about fasting, I think. Even preachers, I talk to preachers, they say, man, I'm, go- I'm going to be fasting. Hey, you're going to, fa- don't you just, don't you, all you need is faith. Yeah, 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 faith can get the job done, but you know, fasting is a way of, you know, disconnecting from the, now if you're fasting and putting God in it, I, let me put it this way, godly fasting, because you can be fasting without God involved in it and it's just a diet, are you hear what I'm saying? But let me just put it this way. It's godly fasting. In, in other words, you want to put God in your day when you fast. And that's what we want to do. We want, you know, we, we may eat breakfast, we may eat lunch, we may eat dinner. And depending on what meals you're fasting, put God in there. Put some, you know, Bible reading. We want to read through the book of John uh, through our 21 day of fasting. And, and I want to encourage each one of you to read a chapter every day. And, and get into the Word of God because the Word of God is powerful Amen. and it's life-changing. Do you believe that today? And it will change your life. It will transform your life. And so we, we're talking about fasting and, and uh, you know, I really believe that, you know, some say, well, let me just explain to you what fasting is. It's abstaining from food for, for a specific result. Amen? Uh, it could be an intrinsic result or it could be something phys- in physical nature. So, in other words, how many people in here would like to see a breakthrough? Amen. Okay, we got, I'm going to talk over here. Can I just talk over here? Because Amen. How many, how, yeah. break, somebody say breakthrough in here. Breakthrough. And I don't know about you, but I could use a breakthrough every once in a while. I could use a blessing. Yes. Am I in a right group here? Yes. How many people like the blessing in here? Amen. Okay, we see some people that like, how many people like curses? You, no, you're not, you don't, uh, man, I don't get no amens there. But so you want the blessing in your life, amen? I, I want to see a, a major blessing in the church. And, uh, you know, I've been discovering that fasting, I have discovered that fasting has helped me really to fine-tune my relationship with God. I remember that, um, you see, I, I went to a Bible school and they never really taught about fasting. And, and so they never really, you know, they never really focused on fasting. They focused on faith. And faith will get the job done. But, you know, sometimes we, we have a little doubt that we deal with. Anybody ever deal with any doubt in here? Amen. And, and doubt is it, it comes through by what we see. Right. In other words, it's what we see in the natural. But faith comes through, through what we see in the internal. And God's word will give you faith. And so that's why the Bible says we need to walk by faith and not by sight. So. 
So fasting will, will help you, again, like I said earlier, will help you disconnect from, a natu- from the natural way of doing things and connect in a supernatural realm. Amen? In other words, it's, it's getting you into a place where you can add God's super to your natural. Amen. Thank you for that amen. Amen? And so, I don't, I, again, I think I know, you know, because if you're like me, you want a little bit of God's super on you. Amen. I, I need a little bit of God's super on me. I, I live in a world that, you know, that, you know, it's, it's, it's a, this world is, is opposed to the things of God. You know, you are in a battle. We are in a battle every day. And that battle is the enemy's trying to overthrow some of your faith. He's trying to keep, get you in a place of doubt. And unbelief. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? But, but see, but, but God wants to get you into a, fa- in, in a, in a place of faith and hope. So the enemy is constantly working against our hope. He's constantly working against our faith. He's trying to get us to look backwards, amen, of the things that we've done in the past that's not edifying. But God, God, I'm going to say this to you today, that your past is over in Christ. Today is a new day. His mercies are renewed every morning. Do you believe that today? So you are a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away and all things have become new. Do you believe that today? If you receive Christ, say amen. Amen. Glory to God. And so we're talking about fasting today. And I remember that, um, that, you know, I came from a school. We didn't focus on fasting. It wasn't something major. The school I came from was a, a school focused more on faith. But um, it takes, I think it takes faith to fast. (laughs) Can I say that again? I think it takes faith to go without some food. Amen. Amen. Okay, let me put it this way. Jesus talks about the three disciplines of a Christian. And uh, it's in the New Testament. Pastor, I thought fasting was all in the Old Testament. No, it's, it's in the New Testament. And Jesus talks about the three disciplines of a Christian. or three. I really, I really believe that this is something that is not debatable. Is prayer debatable as a Christian? It's, do, you, do you think that God expects us to pray? Amen. Or do you think it's more optional? So would you say prayer is, is something that God expects us to do? Amen. Especially if we're going to get saved. Amen. And then if we're going to pray for our family and believe in for our family to get saved, amen, and come out of some stuff. So prayer is not an option, right? What about giving? Is that an option as a Christian? Is it optional that we give? I don't think it's an option. I think God expects us to be givers. Why is that, Pastor? Because, you know, he first gave us his son and he expects us to give back. I'm not preaching to somebody today. So I, I believe that he expects us to be givers, you know, sowers. Now, I'm not just talking about money. That's one part of giving. But, but, it, but he expects us to do good works. Amen. We are saved to do good works. Yes. And, and actually, when we do good works, we're sowing seeds of grace. Amen. Yes, Lord. Now, good works, you know, we don't do good works to get it into heaven because that's religious works. But we do good works because we already have a place in heaven. And we do good works because of what God has done for us, not to get a place in God, per se. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Because that would be called religion. But we have a relationship. And I want to say this, that whenever you're in a relationship and somebody does something good for you, normally, for me, I want to do something good back for them. Amen. Unless we're selfish, unless we're takers, unless we're 
you know, suckers. Not, not a sucker like... But you know what I'm talking about. You know those people that, that just take and take and take and never give back out? I was, I was, I was going to say a blood-sucking leech. I won't go there, but we're not blood-suckers, are we? No, when we, somebody gives to us, we give back to them. We, it, it, should, it, it should, you know, whenever anybody does something for me, I just want to just do something for them. And whenever you do something for God, guess what God's, he wants to do something for you. Pastor, how's that in the scriptures? Listen, listen, there was a lady uh, in the Old Testament that that, uh, saw the prophet Elijah and he would come into town and she said to her husband, let's let's make a room for him and let's let's set this room up and let this be like a hotel room for him and let's take care of the prophet, the man of God. You never can go wrong with taking care of the man of God. That's not a plug for me, but you, you you never can go wrong can I say it again? Amen. Taking care of the man of God. And Amen. this lady, she, she said to her husband, let's make a room where the prophet can come in, a little room for them in their house and, 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 and where he can come in and he can rest, he can study the word. And so, so every time he came in town, she would say, hey, come to our house. We got it all set up for you. You have a room, you know, and that's what God's looking for us today. He's, he's looking for some of us to say, God, I'm going to give you a room in my heart. I'm going to give you a room in my life. But he wants more than a room. He wants your entire life. He wants your entire house. But he'll take just a room, but he wants more than just that. Amen? Do you believe that? And so when we give him a room and he blesses that room so much, we want to give him the rest. Isn't that right? And this lady, she, she uh, had the prophet come in, but this lady had a need, and, and, and God moved on this prophet to say, uh, to ask this, this la- you know, to go to his servant, Gehazi, and, and, and Gehazi went to her and, and he asked her, do you need anything from God? And, and, and finally she, he found out that she was childless. She was barren. How many people are barren in this place? I mean, how many people are, what I mean by that is, is there any area in your life you wish that God could fill? That, that, is there a, 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 a prayer that you haven't seen answered yet that you want to... That, are you hearing what I'm saying today? What I'm talking about barren is that something you, seems to be missing in your life. That, that you don't have it all yet. That, that you, you want a little bit more in God. Yes. That you may want a little bit of joy. Maybe you're barren in some joy this morning. Maybe you're barren in some peace this morning. Maybe you're dealing with some worry about things. You, we can be barren in different areas of our lives. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I want more joy in my life. I want more peace in my life. Amen. Amen. I want more compassion in my life. And so this, so, so, so Gehazi, I went to Elijah and said, this woman is childish. And then Elijah said, okay, that's what it is. That's the key. And she, he said, by this time next year, you will have a son. And the lady said, don't, don't tease me. Don't, man of God, don't. No, he said, no, by this time next year. Why, why did she get this blessing? Why did she get this breakthrough? Because she was willing to open up her heart. She was willing to open up her house. She was willing to give to the man of God. And when she gave to the man of God, she gave back to God. Are oh, you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Does that make sense? And God, see, whenever you give to God, you know, God's going to, he, he, he's, he's compelled to give back to you. 
Amen? Or you hear what I'm saying to you? So what does this have to do with fasting? Because, because like I said, you know, in, in, in the body of my, my, my message here, I said that I, I believe that prayer is not optional. I believe that giving is now is not optional. God is calling us to do that. Now, I know it is optional uh, and you don't have to give, but you're, you're not going to see the blessings that you want in your life. Amen. But I, I believe that is an expectation. You know, uh, praise is an expectation. When when the 10 leopards were healed, one came back and praised Jesus. You remember this? And Jesus said, where's the other nine? So he was expecting praise. God expects you to praise him for who he is and and not just what he has done for you. Amen. He I believe he expects praise. Where's the other nine? Amen. And so so here uh, then then we see that that uh, by that time next year, she received a son and she received a major breakthrough. Why? Because she was willing to give of herself. What is fasting? You're willing to give something away, which is your appetite for food. Amen. For something greater. For something greater. And so sometimes we, I don't, you know, you've got to get to a point in your life where you're, where, where you're done being just average. I don't think God ever created us to be average. I, I, he, I'm not looking at average people this morning. I'm looking at people that God has, has called into this church not to be average or ordinary, but to be extraordinary by His power. Amen. Thank you for those amens. So, so you're not called to be average. Look at your neighbor and say, you're not average. You're not average. Amen. If you're, a, if you're a spouse, really make, you know, you're not average, baby. Amen. You're, that's why I married you. Amen. Glory to God. So, so that's why I married you. She, you know, she's not just the average woman. She's above average. Glory to God. I married up. Okay. okay. I married up. Amen. And so that's the way you should think about your spouse. With ladies, you say Amen. Amen. And so, and so we're talking about this fasting thing. And so, and so you can't give something away without receiving something back from God. Amen. When you do it with a right heart attitude. And fasting has to be done with a right heart attitude. And we need to fast with a right heart attitude, not to brag or boast. You know, you don't want to be talking about, and Jesus talks about this, when you fast. And this is fasting in in secret, and, and there's, there's two types of fasting, one in secret, and, and that's a secret fast, that's fasting to believe in God for a, for a result, a reward, and then that you don't tell everybody about it, you're not bragging about it. Oh, my church is fasting, and I'm going to be part of the fasting team, you know, and we're going to go 21 days and fasting. Does your church fast? Your church don't fast? Wow, you guys are sorry, bunch of... You know what I'm saying? No, we, no, we don't. Are you hear what I'm saying today? We're not here to compare ourselves to anybody else. We're not here to be like anybody else. But there's a lot of churches that are fasting. And, uh, and, and why, why do we fast? I mean, why, why do you want to fast? You want to fast. And we're fasting as a corporate. We want to fast to believe that God's going to do something great in this church. Amen. So I'm believing that 2018 is going to be the year of miracles. How many people are believing for some long term uh, ailment, some long term situation you've been dealing with? You're believing it to be broke. Amen. How, how many people are believing maybe for some bad habits to be broken in your life? Amen. 
some things that may be not too healthy for you. How many people are believing for some relationships to be restored in here? So I, I, I believe that as we fast and we start believing, it can break the bonds of, of wickedness off of our lives. Amen. And so, again, fasting, uh, it, it, I believe, is, is a tool and a key to getting closer to God. So, so fasting is abstaining from food for, for a reward. And so, and so another way of fasting, and, and really it's food, but you can fast. Now, some of you have medical situations, and you got to eat, and I understand that, but you can fast the, the, the junk food. Because, you know, you, you know, all this sugar is not really that healthy for you. Amen. Yesterday, I was fasting on cake. We had cake, and that's all I was eating, cake. That's not healthy, is it? You know, I had some cake. No, but I did have a nice hamburger last night, you know. But during the day, I, I, all I had time for, because we were so busy, you know, moving out of the, man, out of the manor, that, that I didn't really even have time to eat. And I, I just grabbed a little bit of cake. I ran home, got some cake, you know. Probably wasn't too smart anyway. But anyway, but, but I did have some hamburger that night, and that's why I'm able to preach to you this morning. But, but when you fast... You know, a lot of people think fasting is going gonna, it's gonna to kill you to fast. Really, if you find out, medical science has discovered that fasting can heal you from disease. You can heal, diseases can be healed just by fasting. See, God wouldn't have us do something that would be detrimental to our health. They're finding out, and, and you know, even Benjamin Franklin, Franklin, you know, that great preacher. No, I'm kidding, but... He, but he was a, you know, a, a, a educated man. And he said that if you, and he discovered, if you want to lengthen your life, you have to lessen your meals. And so we need to learn something about that. And even Jesus fasted before he went into his public ministry for 40 days. Moses fasted on the mountain when he, when he, was, when he was up in the mountain with God, do, uh, writing out the Ten Commandments on the tablets. You know, there's so many people that has fasted. The Apostle Paul talks about fasting. And so, so there's, there's so many people that have fasted that has done great things in God. Amen? And so, so we're talking about fasting today. And we're talking about that, that God expects us to fast. And it's expected of us because in the Scriptures it actually says it this way. It says, when you give, when you pray, and when you fast. So would you say that Jesus is expecting us to fast? Amen. Number two, we're believing God for fasting for the blessing. And we want to see the blessing in this church. God's been revealing to me about, about the growth of the church. And he's been revealing to me. And, and I haven't been seeing it. But just lately I've been praying and we're moving into some things. And I, I practice fasting once a week. And uh, I, I practice fasting on Wednesdays. I normally try to fast until about four o'clock. Let me give you my my uh, my story about fasting because I never really was taught in fasting uh, from my Bible school. It's more about faith and love and grace. Um, but let me tell you my story. I I came to a point in, in the ministry. This was many years ago. I've been in the ministry for about well, if you want to include me being a uh, a youth minister. I've been in the ministry for, since 1998. So I was a youth minister and a single person for many years in, in the ministry. Amen? 
And then I became a pastor. Amen. So my tenure started in 1998 when I was a youth minister as a single man. Amen. And so and then it moved into 2005 when I became the pastor of this church and I was still a single man. Amen. And then, then Yen joined, joined me in 2007. So I pastored for two years as a single man. We, we had a lot of ladies in the church at that time. I'm kidding. But, well, let me say it this way. When I got married, a lot of ladies left. Okay, we won't go anymore for... Amen. Pastor, you're so cocky. No, I'm just confident. Amen. But anyway... Uh, but thank God, Yin came and she rescued me. Amen. And praise the Lord. And so, so I've been, you know, in my tenure of, of being in ministry, uh, you know, I, I've, I've done a lot of stuff in ministry, as in being a youth minister, being a, a teacher, being an usher. I've done a lot of that stuff. And so, but, but I remember that it was like maybe two years, uh, maybe it was a year in my, as being a pastor, I was expecting when I got as became a pastor, I, I was thinking that the church was going to blow up in numbers. Because we always think when we sit in these chairs, like, if I was the pastor, this church would be full. Have you ever think about that? I would do things a little different. Okay, maybe you don't think like that. But, but if you have a ministry, a ministry call on your life, sometimes you start thinking, oh, I would do it a little different this way. I would do it a little different this way. And I thought, well, you know, well... I, it's going to be so much better when I become a minister. But when you become a minister, you realize that it's, it, it may be even harder. Amen. And, and you may not be as judgmental on the last pastor. Okay, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so as I was ministering, I was thinking that the church would grow. We did a lot of different things to get the church to grow. A lot of my ideas. You know, if the church is going to grow, it's going to have to be God's idea. Amen. And then you have to rely on God for the growth. And the Lord just started revealing this to me is that I need to start calling the people in. Now, I teach this all the time. It's easy to teach something but not practice it. You know, you can teach something and not practice it. You know, you got healing ministers. You got ministers in the body of Christ that can that can walk in the gifts of healing. They heal people. They teach on healing, but they get sick of cancer. They get and they can die why is that? Because you, you can be anointed to preach it. You have an anointing, but you still got to live it out. You still got to take the word and apply it to yourself and walk it out with God. Your, your anointing is not going to exempt you from walking it out. And sometimes as pastors, we think we get exempt. Because we have anointing. We stand up in the pulpit. We got some grace on us. Can I, get, can I hear somebody say amen on this? Amen. And we think, well, that should cover us not being, we don't have to walk it out. No, we, as ministers, you've got to walk it out too. Praise God. And some of you are being called out even this morning to be a minister. Right, thank you. Well, you think I, well, you really all are ministers, really. Ministers of reconciliation. You're, you're all called to have a testimony Amen. to testify the goodness of God. Amen? Amen. And so God will fill your mouth. And I'm not talking about he's a dentist, but he, he will fill your mouth with what to say. Amen. Amen. And so, and so as, I, as I was in the process of my ministry thinking that you know, things should change and people, it should be more of a growth, uh, what happened was uh, I, I, would, I, would even bow, I would even deal with depression. And you know, it would be like the Monday morning blues. Anybody, know, anybody ever deal? Now, it wasn't like major depression, like, you know, but it was like uh, just being down or depressed. Anybody ever deal with that in here? 
you, and, and you just kind of have the blues, you're just down, and you're trying to shake yourself, but you're just down. And I remember I used to deal with that, and I was like, it, it, was always, it would be always a fight on Mondays. It's like, I would preach on Sundays and feel like I'm on, I'm, I'm, I'm top of the mountain, and on Mondays I'd feel like I'm in the valley. Does anybody know what I'm talking about in here? And I feel like I'm on top of the mountain on Sunday when I'm preaching and God's flowing through me. We're seeing people get healed, seeing people get baptized in the Holy Spirit. We're seeing people get saved. And naturally, I should be excited on Monday. But on Monday, it's like the enemy starts pouring in. Somebody may have said one negative comment about what I said they didn't agree with. And, every, and I could have had 10 people say, yeah, it was great, Pastor. You did so good. One person said, I don't know if I like that. And all I think about is that one person. I don't know if I like that. Why do we always focus on the negative, the, 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 the nine good people that said something, and then you got one negative and we focus on negative. I didn't like that. You know, and maybe they were just moved on by, you know, the wrong spirit. Maybe I should have said, get behind me, Satan. Like Jesus said to Peter that one day. Amen? And so, and so you know, the bottom line is this, that I, I, I was dealing with these issues. And I remember it was on a Wednesday service, and I just opened my Bible up, and I read, uh, you know, in, in, in the book of Acts. And it was Acts chapter 13. And let's look at that real quick, because I guess I need to get a little scripture in here this morning. <laughs> and let's look at Acts 13. And I opened it, and I just said, and this is how I used to preach like this. I'm going to go back to a little bit more of this. It's just preaching in the Holy Ghost. And what that means is I'm just, I'm just kind of coming up here in faith. I have an idea what I'm going to preach, and I'm going to let God move. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so I used to preach like that. I remember seeing that. I used to do that, and I, and I didn't prepare, but now, but I, now I'm, I'm back to getting into that, okay? And so Acts 13, let's look at this real quick, because I think it will, it will help some of us out. Now, it says here... Now, they were having a prayer meeting here. And it says, now in the church that was at Antioch, this is Acts chapter 13, verse 1. Have you found it? Amen. And it says, now in, the now in the church that was in Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers. And it goes on to say Bartimaeus and Simeon. And it goes on to talk about the people that were there. And then it says here in, in verse 2, it says, And as they ministered to the Lord... And fasted. And that kind of popped out of me that day. I like minister to the Lord. And I was just reading to the congregation and fasted. And when I said fasted, the fasted came out. Because I, I never fasted before. Because I never was taught about fasting. And I saw this. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said. Think about that. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, verse 2, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted, there, there's the word fasted again. This is New Testament. Am I right? I'm not an Old Testament, right? <laughs> Pastor, are you working on me this morning? Yeah, I'm trying to. But anyway, then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to a, a city, and they, they sailed to Cyprus. So, so we see here that, that they minister to the Lord and fasted. And I believe that we don't know a lot about, we know a lot about ministering to one another, but I don't know if we know a lot about ministering to the Lord. 
And I like, and I believe ministering to the Lord is what we do on Sunday nights when we were doing our, our prayer service, or, or I call it a praise prayer service. On Sunday nights, we would get together, and, and we have gotten together, and we've been doing that, and we would worship God for 30 or 40 minutes. We, we would play worship songs and worship Him and praise Him and thank Him. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? There's power in praise. Some of you, if you just praise God more, you'd see more breakthroughs. Amen. And there's power in praise. And, and so I see here, it says here that they minister to the Lord and fasted. And I thought there's got to be something special about fasting. And then, you know, I, I remember there is a fasting scripture uh, in the Old Testament. Let's look at it because I believe the, the promises of God or yes and amen, and they go all the way through from Genesis to the book of Revelation. Do you believe that today? Amen. And so, you know, you can claim some of the promises, I believe all the promises of the Old Testament as much as the New Testament prof, uh, promises. Isn't that right? And so here in um, Isaiah, if you want to turn to Isaiah, and look at Isaiah 58, and I turned to that scripture that day, and and I think it may have been the first time I've ever, I, well, I've read it before. I knew it was a fasting, you know, chapter. But, but then I, I, I started looking at this and I was amazed on how many benefits and blessings that of fasting, you know, um, in the right, for the right reasons, right heart attitude. And when you fast right and you're doing it as unto the Lord, you're going to see miracle results. And, uh, and so I looked at this, and let me just say this. Before we get into this chapter, uh, I started practice fasting. And when I did, uh, guess what happened to the Monday morning blues? They went away. And then I noticed when I started fasting, and this was like one day a week, I noticed that I started becoming more sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. I noticed that, and even the gifts of the Spirit tend to operate you know, easier. Uh, it wasn't a struggle to walk in the sp- spirit of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And I don't want it to be a struggle to walk in God. Amen. Some, some people say, Pastor, how come it's so hard to be a Christian? It really shouldn't be hard to be a Christian. Amen. If you walk in the spirit, it's easy. Amen. It's only when you walk in the flesh, it's hard. It's when we're trying to make things happen. We're trying to work it out. And we're trying to do it our, in our own power and in our own strength. It's hard. But when you walk in the Spirit, it's easy. Amen. When you're walking in the Spirit. Now, how do you walk in the Spirit, you may ask? Well, fasting is one of them when you're seeking God, praising and worshiping Him every day. Amen. Speaking His Word. Amen. Praying in the, in the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. There's many ways of, of getting you into a place where you're walking in love is walking in the Spirit. Amen. Not a boy, it's quiet in here. So, uh, so, so, so really it helped me to walk in the Spirit. And I noticed that not only did my Monday morning blues go away and I wasn't struggling as much in, in depression. Amen. And then I found out science, scientific sciences, Medical science says fasting will help you get rid of the blues. They, they documented that. And I said, wow. So even science is talking about fasting is good for that. And then they even talk about fasting for health and healing and, and, and for the natural process as well. The reason, let me just give you something here. 
about fasting and health, just to give you a little tidbit, I'm not going to charge you for this, but um, when you're fasting, what we don't realize, what you don't realize is the foods that we take in. If you don't, if if you're not, listen, if you're not working out and you don't have a workout program and you're not doing that and you're in an air conditioned home and then and then you get it in or, or a heated home. Now we're in the winter. And you go from that to a heated or air-conditioned car. Then you go to a heated and air-conditioned building where you work. And you don't do anything. And, you, and then you eat foods that's full of pesticides and herbicides and, 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 and things of that nature. And Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And we have these in our food. If, we're not, if we don't have a process to eliminate some of these toxins, then, then our body gets toxic. Yes, Lord. And when our body gets toxic, uh, we don't feel good. And when we don't feel good, and it can bring on disease. Amen. And when it bring, and then we have to, now we have to get God's wisdom and why we're dealing with disease is because we're not working out, we're not sweating. This lady that was a Christian that served God faithfully, I believe she served God, she was a, a sold out Christian, she got cancer. And she got cancer so bad that the doctor said there was no way they could, you know, Operate to take away all the stuff that was in her body. She was cancer. She had, she had, she was full cancer. And, um, you know, they always talk about chemotherapy. You've heard of that, right? And they talk about that. And, and finally, she was praying one day and the Lord, uh, revealed to her that she needed to sweat. And, um, this is something about working out, but it's good anyway. And, and she started doing sweat therapy and she was sweating out the toxins of her body. And, and God will sh- can show you to do a natural thing for your healing. God can do it supernaturally, or he can sh- give you a natural thing for your healing. God can work in so many different ways. We don't want to put God in a box. And I think a lot of times we put God in a box. And, and we, we, we think God can only do it one way. He can only reveal his healing one way. He can do it a multiplicity of ways. Is that a good word, multiplicity? But I think that's a movie. But he can do it uh, many ways. He can get you in the place that you need to get to. And so this lady got into that sweat therapy, and she, and she, got, she got healed. She got delivered from that. Other people, you know, uh, God will reveal certain foods they need to eliminate. Now, we don't want to put our faith in food. We want to put our faith in the Word of God. Amen. So, you know, and we want to bless our food because all food is sanctified. By word and prayer. So you bless it and God and just believe that God's going to take the impurities out of it. But there's still some natural things you need to do. Amen. Amen. And so so that's one thing. So so but 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 when you fast, what happens is that your cells can be full of toxins. And when you fast, your body's not so focused on trying to digest your food. It now it's it's your body is designed to fix what's broken it. And so if it's not digested food taking up all that energy, the, 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 your body will, will, will start moving and start healing parts of your body that you need healed. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And so when you're fasting, it does that. But also when you're fasting, it releases uh, the chemicals or releases bad stuff out of your cells and it can be flushed out. It's like a cleansing process. The word of God is a cleansing process for our minds. Amen. Fasting is a, can be a cleansing process for our bodies. Because we can be toxic. Yes. And we don't realize it. And if we're not working out and doing stuff and sweating, uh, then, we got, then fasting is the next best thing. 
And so that can cause us to release the, the chemicals that has been brought into our cells. That's why we're so tired all the time. And that's why sometimes, you know, we've got to get more coffee and more coffee and more coffee, right? Amen? But when you fast, it, sometimes you're more energized. A lot of people say, I'm tired. Sometimes I'm more energized. Why? Because the toxins are being released from your body, and now your body's operating in an opt- in optimal mode. You like that, in optimal mode? <laughs> your body is operating in the way that God wants it to operate. See, a hundred years ago, the food wasn't that toxic. It was a lot more healthier. Now it's GMOs, you know, genetically modified food. Yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now you, you know, my wife is looking at it. This is a genetic. Well, Doritos, of course it is. Why? You know, you, you know, I'm messing. But, you know, we're looking at, you know, you know, are you hearing what I'm saying today? Uh-huh. Don't talk to me. How, don't talk to me about how I eat, Pastor. <laughs> I can feel people like, I don't want, I don't want to hear this message on fasting, man. So... Listen, you're going to be so much better because of it. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, so there, are, there are benefits to, to fasting. Amen? More than feasting. I think we need to understand that. So let's look at this. I just want to give you that little tidbit today. Let's look at this in a spiritual context here. And let's look at Isaiah. And we're going to have to close this down in a few minutes. But here he's talking to the Israelites. He says in, in verse 6 in, in Isaiah 58, have you found it? Let's, let's read. It says, in the, is this not the fast that I have chosen? And he says here, to loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to, and to let the oppressed go free. Now, now he's saying that when you fast, uh, he's saying that the, the, you, the bonds of wickedness can be loosened. I believe he's saying that if there's areas in our life that's not pleasing to God, when we fast, God can reveal those areas and he can help us to walk away from those areas that are not pleasing to him so that we can walk in more grace and receive more blessing from him. Can I get an amen in here? Amen. Amen. And uh, praise God. How many people can, again, let me just say this again because I feel like I'm losing some of you right now. How many people can use more blessing in your life? Can I get a bigger amen? Amen. Okay, good, good. So, so this is about walking in more blessing. This is about, walk, again, this is about walking in more, in more reward. How many people can stand a little bit more reward in here? Okay. And so he says here, he says, is this not the fast? It says, to loosen the bonds of wickedness. And so I believe that there's areas in our life. See, listen, the Lord has revealed to me some of the areas in my life that I don't pray. I used to get mad at people and talk about people. Anybody like that in here? And, and the Lord started revealing to me, be, just because that, don't be talking about your church members bad. And because what you do is when you do that, you're sowing bad seed. And then guess what? They start talking bad about you. And then you start talking bad about them. And they start talking bad about you. And then there's no unity and there's no commanded blessing. Because in Psalms 133, it says where unity is, there's a commanded blessing. So then what, what's the command then? It's a commanded curse. So if I'm talking bad about you, you're talking, then you got the pastor hating the people and the people hating the pastor. It's a lot like that in a lot of churches out there. I hate that pastor. We've got to get them out because they can kick pastors out nowadays. You know, they got a board that will kick them out. Amen. Thank God my board is with me so far. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
And uh, so anyway, so and the Lord started revealing that to me. And when I stopped, it's funny, when I stopped talking bad about people in the church, and then God started exposing people talking bad about the pastor, and then, then we got the church kind of cleaned out. Now the church is love. And I can't remember the last time I said anything negative about a person in the church. Can somebody say growth? growth. Pastors growing. growing. Amen. And see, he wants us to grow out of these things. That's why that will hinder, you know, growth in the church. Can I get an amen? amen. And so, see, God wants to reveal these things to you. I, think, I speak good over you now. I mean, I mean, I got the best church. I got the best congregation. I got the best dream team. Not because I'm trying to produce it. It's, it's, it's already here. My, we got great people in the church. You, you guys are great people. Amen. Now you, now you see why Joe Osteen's so blessed. He says, we got the finest people in, in Houston, Texas. Well, I'm going to say, we got the finest people in Virginia Beach. Amen. Amen. I love Joe Osteen. He's a good man. Amen. And so here, I'm not going to speak negative of that man. Amen. Don't speak negative of preachers. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. They're, they're God's servants, not yours. Amen. Amen. Just a little correction there. And uh, yeah, this is here to loosen the bonds of wickedness so we can uh, loosen the bonds of wickedness to undo the heavy burdens. What does that mean to undo the heavy burdens? Well, people put burdens on themselves. And so when you fasting, uh, God will start revealing to you, hey, lay those burdens on me. You're not supposed to take part of the burdens and give God part of the burdens. No, no, you're supposed to give it all to God. And when we start fasting, God will start saying, listen, I'll take some of that burden. I'll take it all off you. And then he started revealing to you his, his burdens, his yoke is easy and his burdens are light. It's easy when you do it in God. It's hard when you try to do it in your own power and your own strength. Somebody say spirit power. Holy spirit power. Holy spirit power. No, holy spirit power. Glory to God. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? Pastor's fired up this morning. Mabel, pastors, we got to get fired up too, you know. Listen, you can get fired up, man. You, need, you can get fired up for God. He's fired up for you. And then it says here, it says here to undo the heavy burdens. And because sometimes, listen, sometimes we can't get set free unless we're seeking God with all of our hearts. Can I say that again? Sometimes it's going to be a difficult situation for us to break something off of us unless we fast. Amen. 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 You know that, that, that boy that was vexed with, a, with you know, a, he was demon vexed and he threw himself in the fires and, and the man came to Jesus, uh, Jesus, he came to the disciples, but they couldn't cast the spirit out. Do you remember he would throw himself in the water and in fire? The devil, all the devil wants to do is destroy people. And then Jesus, and then Jesus, you know, said, how long must I be with this unbelieving generation? And he spoke the word, cast the spirit out of the boy. And, and the disciples that couldn't do it said, why? you know, they were just baffled. You know, you, they already had the power in Jesus' name to cast out devils. They've already seen it work when they went two by two to, and, and, and preached in, in, in the, to the, the people in the city. And they saw demons being cast out, but they couldn't understand why. And Jesus said, this kind comes out through prayer and fasting. Amen. In other words, this kind comes out. And some people say, well, this kind of demon? Well, no, this kind of unbelief comes out. In other words, we deal with unbelief that hinders us from walking in the power of God. Amen. Just believe. Yes, 
But, I, but it looks bad out here. Just believe. But it looks bad. Yeah, but your faith can overcome the bad. Disconnect from the world. Amen. Connect to God. Glory to God. And so here, so, we, so he said this kind comes out what? This kind of unbelief comes out through prayer and fasting. And when you're walking in, because, because he said, you know, you unbelieving generation. In other words, he wasn't, he was saying to his disciples, you guys aren't believing. You guys are looking at the natural, but you need to start looking at the supernatural. And the word of God will, will reveal the supernatural to each one of us. And then it says here, this is the last part, and I'm going to close right here, to, to let the oppressed be set free. And, and I want to encourage you this afternoon to study Isaiah 58 to get you all charged up about getting involved in the 21-day fasting. Amen? And so here, it says here, to, uh, to break every yoke of bondage. Amen? And this is the key. There might, you can fast not just for yourself for a breakthrough, but I believe you can fast for a breakthrough for your family members, for your friends, for people that you're in contact with that you're believing to get saved, people that may need to be healed. I believe you can fast and pray and break some bondages off other people. Amen. And there might be some people in your life that you know that need some bondage broken. And so as we fast and we pray, I believe it gets the, it, it, it brings us into a close relationship with God and it, it, it strengthens our faith. God starts revealing truth. And when he reveals truth, he reveals liberty. And then we start walking in liberty. We'll start walking in the grace. We start walking in the power. We start walking in the blessing. We start walking in the reward. Can I hear an amen out here? And I believe that this church, 2018, will be a church of miracles. We're fasting for the first first part of the year. Why? We want to see the rest of the year blessed. That's why we have church on Sunday mornings. Because it's the first day of the week. We want the rest of the week blessed. We give God the first part of our, of our week, Sunday morning, because we want to start our week off with God. We want to see the blessing of God in our lives. We want to see the blessing of God in other people's lives. We want to see the breakthrough. Do I hear an amen or an oh me? Glory to God. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you that you're doing miracles even now in this morning in this church. I believe that there's people here that are struggling with areas in their life where they need freedom. There's people in this church that know people, their family members, know others that they know that they need a breakthrough in their lives. And we can help them get that breakthrough through prayer and fasting. Perhaps you're here today. Maybe you're a visitor. Maybe you're watching online. And uh, you know you need a breakthrough from God. And, and right now, maybe you don't even know if you have a relationship with God. And the biggest breakthrough is getting a revelation that you need God. And you, you, may, you may be reflecting on the part that you do need God, that, that you don't think about Jesus too often. And, and today you're really thinking about him. I want you to say this prayer after me and mean in your heart because today is the day of salvation. Say this. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I believe that you went to the cross and that you were raised from the dead for my justification. And Lord Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. I'm not looking back, but I'm moving forward in the things that you have for me. 
In Jesus' name, Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org 